Well, welcome, everybody. This, uh, boy, it's already Friday afternoon. It's going by quick. It's always this way when you work hours behind the scenes. It seems like it's over in five minutes, just like Christmas. <laughs> but we still have stuff to do. How many presents do you have left on wrap, Larry? <laughs> I don't think I haven't had any in years. <laughs> So what we're going to do first is we're going to introduce uh, some of our sponsors and thank some of our sponsors. You know, it's one thing to do this when we're in person because they're all there and they get a chance to see us and talk to us and we get a chance to touch the products. But a special big shout out to all of our sponsors this year who are doing this virtually and they know that we can't touch products and they know that we can't be as in person as we'd like to be where we can walk up and shake hands and ask questions. That'll happen later, but it's not happening now. And so we thank them so much for still wanting to be a part of a virtual convention, which is working out well, but we'd much rather see each other and chat with each other and talk face to face. So thank you all. Well, I'm going to be watching the clock here for the next hour or so. We have lots of things scheduled. We're packed loaded. Uh, we have two Q&As to do, each about 10 minutes. So I will also ask you, um, when we get to those Q&As, we'll do 10 minutes. And then when I say, hey, hang on, we've got to move on, please understand that. And we will ask the, the, the sponsors to give their contact information so that you can correspond with them later on. But we have to keep watching the clock to make sure that we're on time. So, Exhibitor highlight session number three. Uh, I think we have another, yes, we have another one tomorrow. So we're asking uh, all of our, 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 many of our sponsors at least to come and chat with us and we'll play videos. And then we're going to do a Q&A with some of them. Humanware is first. We had Humanware with us in our pre-convention and Peter was terrific. And I mean, he was barraged with questions. It was great. Lots of fun. And you'll hear uh, from Human here where shortly they are our silver level sponsor this year. They are Humanware. They've been with us before, and we're delighted to have them again. Before we introduce Peter, uh, we're going to play a little video, thanks to Deb, and then we will chat with Peter for a bit and open it up for Q&A. So we're ready for Deb. Hi, welcome. Humanware is proud sponsor of the California Council for the Blind 2021 virtual conference and uh, convention. Welcome to this small little presentation. My name is Eric Bosha. I am director of product management at Humanware. Uh, a bit of my background, I, I, I am an engineer by trade. Uh, after eight years of development, software development in uh, telecommunication, air traffic controller, etc., I ended up at Humanware in 2011 and I worked on several products at Humanware for products for low vision and uh, blindness. Uh, with me today is uh, Peter Tusik. Say welcome, Peter. Hi, everybody. We hope everyone's having a fantastic conference. And my name is Peter Tusik, and I am the brand ambassador of blindness products for Humanware. My role is to work and support all of our blindness products and speech products in the field. And I've been with Humanware for about five and a half years. A bit on our vision at Humanware. So this is our vision or our mission, I would say. Company's mission is empowering people with vision loss to 
fully participate in society. A bit more on humanware. What are we? Uh, humanware is uh, celebrating over 30 years of innovation for people with vision loss. We have a portfolio for low vision and blindness solutions. We are part of the SLR group since uh, 2014. We are recognized for a lot of innovation, product innovation, uh, integrating cutting edge technology into simple everyday devices to empower autonomy. We su uh, support is key to our success. Teams across Canada, USA, UK, Europe, and Australia are available. Uh, a worldwide, we have also a worldwide network of over 150 distributors covering 45 countries. Our products support over 25 languages. And to talk a bit about more of these innovative products, I'm going to let uh, Peter to talk about innovation and our blindness product. Thanks so much, Eric. And I will spend a few minutes talking about what is going on in the blindness product for portfolio. We are very happy to have released two new Braille displays this year at Humanware. These are part of the X series. So they are the Brilliant BI X series, more specifically. The BI stands for Braille Input, and X stands for 10 years of the Brilliant line of products. There are two flavors to these devices, and there, there is a 20-cell and a 40-cell model. Both devices will offer USB-C for charging. They are going to have modern features, so these are more than just Braille displays. The 40-cell unit, for instance, has Bluetooth 5.0, so we're the first display to offer Bluetooth 5. We also are going to be able to connect to 2.4 and 5 gigahertz networks on the Brilliant BI40. The device has stereo speakers because we will have audio support coming soon. We also have the ability to download from libraries such as NFB Newsline, NLS Bard, and Bookshare. So the devices do have Wi-Fi built in as well. We can also update the software uh, for the devices over Wi-Fi. So it's a major step forward in what a Braille display can be with the addition of onboard Braille translation and internal applications. So on the device, we will have features that allow us to have a basic editor or notepad and also a, a calculator and file management. The 20 cell unit offers all of the same software but has some slightly different hardware features. So on the 20 cell, we are going to be having the ability to connect to 2.4 gigahertz wireless networks. We also are going to offer Bluetooth 4.2, and the device does have an SD card slot in addition to a USB slot for connecting thumb drives. So the 40 cell does not have the SD card slot, the 20 cell does. Again, the device will support audio in regard to the 20 cell, but it does not have stereo speakers, it will have mono speakers. Um, and this a mono speaker that is, and this will come into play once audio support is provided on the device, which will be a part of a free future update you can download wirelessly to these Braille displays. The displays will connect to five devices simultaneously. So sort of your standard five Bluetooth connections, as well as one device via USB-C. And to further that, when we talk about that USB-C capability, we're using it for more than just charging. We can also connect the device to a computer, and that will allow us to use the device as a mass storage um, for moving files back and forth via USB-C. 
So we're really excited to offer these two new Braille displays as part of the Brilliant line. Again, the Brilliant BIX series, and that would be the Brilliant BIX20 and the Brilliant BIX40 or 20X or 40X. As we switch gears, we'll continue to talk about the blindness product portfolio, but we'll look at some improvements and some pieces that we've done with our Victor Reader Trek product. The Victor Reader Trek is a device that provides the full functionality of the Victor Reader, so what you may have used or have heard of uh, on a Victor Reader stream. So the ability to consume books, to consume audio content um, via audio right, right through the player. So wirelessly, we can stream radio, we can download books directly from NLS Bard or NFB Newsline, Bookshare, and other services, can record audio notes, take that device and provide a GPS solution for somebody who is blind or visually impaired. We've reworked a lot of that side of things. So when we look at that GPS component, we've added new GPS maps. So we've worked very hard and listened to our customer feedback to provide access to the new maps, which are HERE maps, H-E-R-E. And HERE maps are high definition maps that give us better accuracy, and they also give us a far superior routing engine and points of interest on the device. So we're able to more easily pull up uh, the points of interest that may be around us. And then when we're getting directions or turn-by-turn -turn instructions, whether we are driving or walking, we've improved that method as well in terms of that routing engine. One major difference and a huge advantage to these new maps and the new version 2.1 software, which was released in November of 2020, is that we now offer map browsing mode. So map browsing mode allows us to sit in Sacramento and walk around the streets of Orange County, or we can sit in Los Angeles and virtually explore our neighbor's house, uh, our, our friend's house that is, or some sort of environment in another spot. So we're able to virtually map browse. You don't have to be traveling to receive the information of street crossings, um, of your direction of travel, all of that can be done virtually. And this is a major improvement on the device. It was asked for for many years. And for those who used to use GPS devices, this is something we've offered on products in years past. So a throwback to the old Sendero way of doing things. So we're very pleased to bring in virtual map browsing mode, allowing someone to walk around or build environmental literacy without needing to leave their house. So again, these maps can be downloaded from our website at www.humanware.com. Under the support page, we've reworked the Victor Reader Trek page there, and you will be able to download all map packages. So you can download the entire country of the United States. You could certainly download maps for Europe or Canada or Australia. And obviously it helps if you're going to those places to virtually understand the environment that you may be traveling to beforehand. So we'll give you the ability to do that. And you can also manage the maps via your PC, as opposed to only having the option to do that wirelessly. So previously you had to work to download those maps over a wired connection, whereas now you can download those maps and you can, you can still certainly manage them via Wi-Fi, or you can use your computer and simply move them over to an SD card and put the maps right on your unit. So this will bring down your update time from several hours to several minutes. Going to keep it with our humanware product portfolio and toss it over to Eric, who's going to talk about some low vision devices. Awesome. Thank you very much, Peter. Uh, those were great products. On the low vision side, we have uh, 
our handheld magnifier uh, portfolio, the Explorer 5 and the Explorer 8 for the people that are on the go. These are simple, very easy to use magnifiers, which will bring you, will give you uh, some great magnification at high level uh, contrast uh, colors, different color contrast with the ability also to connect it to a larger screen TV. Uh, these devices charge by a USB port and have a very comfortable and ergonomic uh, positioning of the stand so you can read for a longer period of time. And uh, with a simple click of a button, you can use on the Explorer 5 uh, the plus and the minus to zoom in or zoom out. The same for the Explorer uh, 8, but you can use the touchscreen on the Explorer 8. The Explorer 8 is a bit bigger than the Explorer 5, which is a 5 inch screen. Both have the same functionalities. You can take a capture or freeze an image. Uh, taking a capture will store it in, in a gallery for further um, reference and it will keep all your favorite uh, uh, parameters or color contrast that you've, uh, you've set when, taking, when the picture was taken. For those who want to enjoy a bigger screen on their magnifier, we thought of that, and we have a Reveal 16 product. The Reveal 16 is, again, a very simple fire, but a foldable desktop, which can be transported room to room very easily by folding the uh, CCTV in two little movements. And again, you have the same image quality with the same uh, image or color contrast that can be set to your preference. Simple dials to zoom in or change contrast and only four buttons to control the whole device. You can also have the option of viewing images at distance using a great image quality camera in the back of the device that just flips and you're ready to see at distance uh, some p uh, artwork um, pieces on the wall or uh, your grandchildren playing in the backyard. Also, if you need a bit more intelligence, we have the 16i, the Reveal 16i, which brings in the OCR or optical character recognition intelligence, where you can capture a document and have that document read out loud for you. All this in a powerful package that is very easy to store when finished using the Reveal 16 and the Reveal 16i. Thanks so much, Eric. And we did encourage everybody to have a great conference. Please feel free to visit our website at www.humanware.com. That's H-U-M-A-N-W-A-R-E.com. You can certainly reach us by phone by calling 1-800-722-3393. And we really hope, and really, really, I mean this, we hope to see everybody in person sooner than later and please have a wonderful weekend. And thank you, Peter. Thank you, Eric. And thank you, Humanware, for a terrific presentation. Speaking of Peter, he's lurking somewhere. I know I, it is. I, there I he is. Do that, Larry. Uh, you're going to get tired of me. I'm like a broken record on your ears. <laughs> I'll just switch ears. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you guys also for being a terrific silver level sponsor. You've done this before. And especially with the pandemic, et cetera, this year you're here with us, although it's virtual and, uh, and you just keep coming back and keep answering questions. And that's what we love. 
it's the name of the game. And, you know, I, I humanware is always proud to sponsor, um, conventions. And we know, obviously this is a very different set of circumstances with not being able to, uh, come in and simply float around. And, you know, as you were saying before the video to, to shake hands, to give hugs, to, uh, yeah. get products in people's hands. And so Absolutely. it means a lot to us and we really appreciate the opportunity. I miss seeing my friends and I miss seeing all of you guys, although we talk, it's not the same. And I'm no. hoping we can get back to that at some point. Sooner than later, Larry, sooner yep. than later. And then I will, then I can say the, th- the same things over and over in person and you will be in the same room as opposed to you hearing me on Zoom. Uh, over Actually, and over I'll send John in because how would you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> I'll have no clue. No, are you ready to take some questions and answers? Always. And okay. I'm looking forward to it. So anyone... This is your chance. Fire away, please. Now, 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 remember, we have 10 minutes, and I will look at the clock because we need to keep moving, so it's going to be 10 minutes. Absolutely. So, Deb, uh, do we yeah. have any hands? We do not yet. Okay. That's okay. This is, this is Rob with a quick question, if I may. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, thanks. Peter, I, I don't know if I'm interpreting things correctly or not, but I've been hearing about the brilliant buy. I think it's the buy 20 and the buy 40, and it sounded as if at some point they'd actually be able to read uh, or to speak a daisy book. And I don't know if I'm just imagining things or, or what. So, so you're not imagining things. Um, there will be audio support added to those devices. Um, what audio support will mean is going to really, you know, what it comes down to. So audio does not necessarily mean text to speech. Um, at launch, when we introduce audio, so the 40X, the BI 40X has stereo speakers, the 20X has a mono speaker. Audio will probably take the form of audio files, whether that will be MP3, you know, audio wave format sort of files. Um, when we get into accessing Daisy audio or other types of audio, so we think of, you know, the NLS Bard audio library, I'm always asked, or other pieces, it's certainly something we're looking at and something we'll be assessing. Um, but the audio, and you know, would then possibly could include at some point in time text-to-speech. But at this point, when we say audio support, it's really referring to audio files or audio uh, formats. Okay, so it does sound like at some point it may be able to play a a Daisy book, let's say, uh, from Bookshare. Well, no, not Bookshare because they don't have... Well, no, they, they do. Bookshare yeah, does do audio. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Sure, of course speech. we can. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, I, I, worked, I worked over there for 11 years. I should have remembered that now that I'm retired. Oh, but anyway, don't worry. Yeah, they're not that's here, good. right? That's, <laughs> you're, you're no, going. I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's something we're definitely uh, aware of. And, and we know audio will be coming. Just what form that will take, uh, we're, we're, it's going to be determined. And I know that a lot of people maybe are waiting to purchase or waiting really to get their hands on it to see what that audio is. So I'd strongly encourage everybody to stay tuned. Stay tuned. We will. Thank you. No problem. Okay. Uh, any hands yet, Deb? And not yet. Not yet. That's interesting. Friday usually night silence. Usually yeah. have like dinner, a, a you know, question dinner. corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about upcoming things that you can talk about? Because you just yeah. released some lovely stuff uh, around CSUN, but I know you're always working. Always. Well, some people think I don't work, Larry. No, I'm kidding. I I, I'm always working, <laughs> always working, always doing something as I sit here at uh, 640 on a sure. Friday evening here in Chicago. Um, you know, we're, we will be releasing an update. So version 1.1.1 uh, of the Brilliant BI software. So this will include PDF support for text PDF files in the editor, as well as in the Victor Reader application. It will also include the ability to quickly create notes in the editor with a global note command. So think of quick note. Um, it's going to be backspace with the letter N to just open up a new blank file. 
Um, we're also going to be working on some more localizations and we will we'll continue to push the software forward. And that is where then the audio will eventually come to the device. So 1.1.1 will be out in a matter of weeks at this point. Um, as for anything else, you know, we, we are, I, I'm, I guess the, the big piece is we did put out a survey uh, in February um, for feedback on the Victor Reader stream. And I'll tell you, we got a tremendous amount of responses. And we, we are still supporting and selling the second generation Victor Reader stream. It's not going anywhere. But we are absolutely taking that feedback and assessing what we need to be doing or thinking about in regards to developing a new product on that on the horizon. Nothing is imminent. I have nothing to say and I don't know anything. I wish I did because I would love to see something new. Uh, but we certainly are aware of that feedback and we're taking it all into consideration as we start to to look at and assess where we are on the Victor Reader side of things. So we, we got a ton of responses and we very much appreciate anybody who responded. We had hundreds, we had thousands of responses in, a, in about 10 days to that survey. So thank you to anybody out there who took the time to answer those questions and they come right to our product management team. So it's very much appreciated. Usually when companies upgrade, they make a lot of changes. Uh, people love the Victor stream because it's the Victor stream. Absolutely. Do you, know, you have any ideas about that in terms of so what you It's a doing? great point because what we hear and what I hear consistently, and the reason why the stream continues to do so well in, in spite of the iPhone or tablets or all of these things, and I'm a user um, of a stream and I use iPhones and tablets and screen readers and things all day, is the simplicity. Um, and, and what we heard over and over again, if we heard it once in the survey, we heard it a hundred times, is we want updated, uh, you know, features in terms of connectivity, in terms of, um, you know, the, the physical sort of product, but no changes to its user experience. We, and that, and I think when we do assess where we are and if we're building a new product, it will look, feel, smell just like a Victor reader stream always has. So, and I know, you know, it, it's something that, uh, that is asked for, um, in terms of don't, don't, don't fix what isn't broken. <laughs> and that's certainly, we don't want to fix what isn't broken. So um, we definitely want to keep it with the same footprint, the same sort of physical dimensions and pieces, but with some changes to the the operability of it in terms of um, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and connectivity and some of those pieces. But but overall, the product needs to remain very consistent as it well, has since 2008. Love it. Yeah, Libby? Um, hi, thank you. Hi, um, Peter. Hello. Um, I've never had a Victor Stream or, or any of that because of, of, of cost effectives but um i had heard something last saturday that humanware was possibly going to put out a, a smaller device that would read the nls cartridges uh i'm sort of the old school sure with my um you know with my talking book right uh, talking books uh what is that uh, going so to be, if anything? there was a bid put out by the National Library Service to redesign the audio player. Um, that is something that is very, you know, you, you can find those sorts of bids and things on the internet. And we certainly are in the process. We've, we've received that bid and we're going to be working with NLS to redevelop that, uh, the, the, the digital talking book player. And that is something that is that is in the in the process of being done. I have no idea. I'm not on those teams. That's very much not a consumer product because it comes through the library and that's all done with NLS. So. I would certainly look to NLS for any updates on when that player would, would, would certainly be available. Much like we have worked with NLS on the Braille reader, which is a free Braille display that will be available to all audiobook. You know, anybody who receives NLS 
services will be able to get a Braille display. And I would strongly encourage anybody to wow. request one. Um, they are not available in California, to my knowledge. California is not part of the beta program, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be requesting and trying to get your hands on or encourage your state to start distributing when they can. So we, we do work with NLS. We work with many partners, including APH and, and others around the world, Vision Australia and CNIB in Canada, lots of these more institutional sides. Um, and there are lots of opportunities for us to get technology into people's hands who, who you know, wouldn't purchase it or cannot purchase it. Um, and certainly that is one of those opportunities through NLS. Okay. Thank you. Someone from the 916 area code. 916. Uh, this is Deborah. Can you hear me? Absolutely. How are you? I'm good. I have a Victor Reader trick. But what I was wondering, and I haven't seen anything in the files, and maybe I'm just missing it, but is there a way to transfer um, information from your SD card to the hard drive on the Victor Reader stream? Like there's something you want to keep and you don't want to get rid of it and you want to keep it on your Victor Reader stream. I, I know you can download onto it, but I'm like... Right. How do you, is there a way no, to there's the, the internal memory is reserved for things that are downloaded from the internet. So the, the SD card, oh, the pieces okay. will remain on the SD card. You can't transfer a note or a book. You can do the vice versa. You can download, you know, something and transfer it to the SD card, but you can't go backwards. There's no, you're right, not yeah. accessing the internal memory. It's a great question. Okay. I was just curious. You are not missing a thing. No. <laughs> okay. Thank you. In the two minutes we have left, let me ask you something quick, because there are people who have asked this question. In fact, we may have talked about it at one point, but with the new stream that may be on the horizon, one of the problems with this one is the plug that is in the stream where the USB plugs in is pretty Absolutely. brittle and sometimes breaks and yes. falls apart. Any chance that maybe they have updated that process to fix so it? We have gotten a lot of feedback on the port uh, durability. I would say, and you know, and, and we know that it's a product you're charging, um, um, you know, on a daily basis, if not more. What I think we would see, um, and what I would love to see, is wireless charging. But I certainly think that, for starters, we will never, and under any circumstance, use a micro USB again because those days are over. This would be USB C, undoubtedly, um, and it would be a reinforced USB C. That way, it wouldn't matter what way you plug it in. A lot of the issues arise from those those cables tend to wear down, and you can't really feel the little prongs, and you don't know which way you're putting it in. And if you jam it in, it's going to make problems, or just the longer you use it, you know, ports tend to wear. So we certainly are aware of that, and I, I do believe that USB-C is going to be the answer to, to a lot of these port problems um, that I've been seeing. And I will say that, and I know we have about 30 seconds, you know, the, the ports, so when we, we think about that, that, you know, I, I hear a lot, it's always kind of, my port doesn't work, the or, or it's broken. And there are solutions like magnetic cables and various things. What I will say, though, is the in occurrences of that are very, very low. So we do hear about them, and we know I could probably have 30 people say, well, mine, mine didn't work or this didn't work. In the grand scheme of things, though, it's a low percentage, but we are aware of the frustration that a lot of people have with those ports. So we certainly need to address that, and I think USB-C will do that. Excellent, excellent. Peter, as always, it's been fun. It's been great. It's been too short, and we'll do it again. Rock and roll, Larry. Thank you so much, uh, CCB, and to everybody for attending and listening and asking questions. And I really look forward to seeing everybody in person, and I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend and a great rest of the convention. Thank you, Peter. And thanks again to Humanware for being a, a, a silver-level sponsor. We're delighted to have you guys back with us again. Anytime. Thanks, Larry. You bet. All right. Larry, I have a slight technical Again, before we do the next video, it shouldn't okay. be as bad as last okay. time, but okay. I have a problem. So hang okay. on. Uh, okay, well, we'll fill. 
we'll see what happens. Sorry, Phil, I wasn't calling you. I, I can sing, Larry. I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I can, I can bust into, uh, into any, you know, any, I live in Little Italy, so we could do some, you know, some Frank Sinatra, <laughs> you know. Would you, would you rather sing or eat the pizza? Oh, boy. I'm going to go with eat the pizza. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good choice, Peter. <laughs> never turned down pizza. No, absolutely no, no, no. not. No, <laughs> I, I don't know how long this will take, uh, Deb. What uh, maybe we'll go just a tad longer with you until she tells me that we're we're ready to move on. And, and Larry, yeah. I actually have a quick announcement. If we could sure. do it real quick, yeah, sure, um, go ahead. All right, everybody. So there's been some question about, you know, where's the after party? So the virtual hospitality room will open open up following um, this, uh, not this session, our next session, our third general session and after elections. And that'll be on that pre-convention line that we use for convention. I'm uh, getting ready to send it out again as we speak. So you'll have it if you're on the CCBL or the president's list. And if you know people that aren't on that list and you're a president, please send it out to your chapters if you have a list. And if you you know have anyone that is maybe calling in, you know, reach out to your friends, phone a friend, tell them, you know, where the party's at. Or Peter, if you're still up at 1 a.m., feel free to see if we're there yet. Peter, I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. That's where you can bring your guitar, Peter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, you know, I, I, I have played music for my entire life, so I, I, I do actually sing, but I wouldn't do that here. But I will say, at some point in time, when I and I have lots of musical stuff around this house, I will get it all together and I'll be doing some humanware oh, jams. The, we'll the we'll next, make it happen. The next time we get a karaoke night together, you know we're it, sending man. you an invitation. Oh, wow. We're in. Oh. Hey guys. Yes, yeah, Guillermo. I just wanted to let you all know that this um, hospitality time following convention, both today and tomorrow, is being sponsored by the Next Gen Group of CCB. Terrific. I think I knew that already, but that's great. That's terrific. The Next Gen Group has been known to stay up till 1.30 in the morning. Absolutely. Way later than I do. So, Larry, Larry, I've heard some stories, Larry. That we have, you promised that statues of limitations <laughs> have run out and you weren't going to talk about them. Oh, oh, oh. Those were a long time ago. <laughs> I love it. A very long time ago. We're wait, let me do this. Oh, yeah, well, I'm getting, I'm trying to get my tabs to open back up. It okay. keeps locking up every time we do this silly okay. uh, screen share. So I, have, I have one more announcement before we get to you. So just let me know how long you think it'll take. We're probably getting close. Uh, we also want to thank, by the way, speaking of sponsors and, and exhibitors, we want to thank Anthem Blue Cross Medi-Cal for being an exhibitor of this 2000. Uh, 21 CCB virtual convention. And, and if you guys have any uh, questions or need information about Anthem Blue Cross Medi-Cal, that you all need to do is contact the CCB office to be mailed information in Braille, et cetera. So uh, we're happy to provide that service. We will be introducing uh, Energy Upgrade of California in just a few moments. Uh, and because Deb will be playing a video and so we're kind of waiting on that to make sure that that happens as well. Uh, and we we will have another one of these 
terrific sessions tomorrow. So we hope that many of you will tell your friends. Uh, a lot of you listening on ACB radio as well. We tell your friends, please, um, because we look at those figures and numbers as well. In a little bit, we'll be talking about other things as well. We've got a few announcements before six. Uh, Gabe, at some point, and maybe it's a good idea while we're waiting for Deb to stick it in here. Can you give us kind of a plug as to what's going to be happening uh, with regard to voting later on tonight? Sure. Okay. Thank you. So later tonight, roughly about 7.30 Pacific time, we will be holding CCB board elections. And this year we have... Some gals from the Delta Gamma sorority at Sacramento State. So we thank them for volunteering to help us out. But uh, we'll have seven positions up for election tonight. And uh, any contested elections, you should have a phone number to call. And if you did not for some reason get that phone number, then we'll be providing it at the time of elections. A, uh, an information phone line that you can call, give them your name, and she will tell you the phone number to either call or text for your election. So we hope you will be there. We do uh, uh, we do need all delegates to be tuned in live on Zoom at that time to be able to cast their chapter affiliates delegate vote. But uh, for individual votes, if you're listening over ACB radio, that's fine because you'll be calling or texting your vote in whether you are on Zoom or listening on ACB radio. So um, that won't be an issue. And we'll have time for announcements most likely and, and some other stuff at that time. But uh, please either tune in on Zoom or ACB radio by probably about 7.15 Pacific time so you can listen in and participate in elections this evening. This is day two of our convention. Day three is tomorrow, and day four will be Sunday. It'll be our business meeting, all on ACB Radio Live, and it will all be streamed. And so uh, for those of you who can't make it to this Zoom room near you, uh, you certainly can listen on ACB Radio, and we're delighted to have you as well. And And thank you to all of our ACB Radio streamers for the weekend and all all of their help. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bishop coming up in a bit, and tomorrow Tyson Ernst will be back, and Debbie Hazelton, Hazelton, and um, and Jeff again, and I think John is going to be. If work doesn't get in the way, we'll be streaming with us on Sunday. Darn work thing. Yeah, it always gets in the way, doesn't it? I have, uh, I have. Sorry, I have actual problems. So okay. um, if we want to, uh, I'm going to have to reboot the PC that's doing the videos, which is going to take a few minutes. So I, if we can shift things Guillermo? around at all. Is Guillermo and do it straight into the speaking portion instead, if that's an option. Yeah, we can yeah, do that. Yeah, because uh, I will be glad to do, I just feel very embarrassed, but that's all right. I don't oh, no, no, do anything we, about we, it. So We can ad lib. It's all about. Like, that's right. That's Larry, what it's, it's all about. Yeah, It's all about yeah. energy Larry, in California. Larry, right. at some point, you may you may not have seen it, but at some point before we bring Andrea on this evening, yes. we wanted to bring Regina back to read the poem that she had. So I did not say that. A, Thank you. Okay, that's that's why I told the group that I um, had seen it and would okay. notify you. So I don't know if uh, you know at, at whatever time that you are well, trying to fill a couple of minutes that you want to rearrange and do that. We'll make it work. 
It's okay. We'll make it. And we will bring Regina back in just a little bit. Uh, you know, I think probably we're, we, what we'll do is, is we'll do another panel and QA with regard to the energy upgrade of California. And then maybe we'll Door play prize. the video. Maybe we can do that. Well, we've got door prizes too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry. Had you to be needed, sneaky and whisper. No, 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 no. You should have gone door prize. That would have been better, but that's okay. Larry, Larry has been waiting all day to be able to, to do my reverb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was waiting for a better time, but that's that's good enough. So, uh, tell you what, we we have the energy upgrade of California video as soon as we're able to. But let's skip ahead, and we'll do uh, uh, the ten minute Q and A, and we'll introduce James Collins. How about that? Um, and this. James has been with us before and, uh, of course, is with CCB as well. Delighted to have him back again. And maybe we'll do the Q&A panel, et cetera, first and play the video a tad later, which will give Deb a chance to fix some of these issues, which are bound to happen. They always do, no matter what kind of conference you're at. James, I know you're here because I saw you a little earlier. Do we need to bring James? You're on mute, James. I've I knew been, we, there you go. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. It's good. It's uh, good. Yeah thank, yeah. thank you panel. And uh, guys, like I, I, I totally love, um, you know, that we can all come together, um, you know, around on these issues. So uh, yeah. Fantastic. Um, if you can team me off again, uh, uh, Larry, then yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be great. So James is a CCB community educator. He's with Energy Upgrade of California in terms of, and he's been to, I don't know how many chapters over the last couple of years talking. Oh, gosh. <laughs> was it ours and several others? I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you name it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, now you were doing a lot of those after the pandemic on Zoom because I think that's how we had you. But but you, yes. I, I know you got to some in person as well, and hopefully that'll happen again. Uh, but but tell us a little bit, uh, and we will play the video at some point when we get the chance. But sure. talk to us a little bit with and introduce your panel, and oh, okay. then, and we'll do some Q and A. Okay. Oh, okay, fantastic. Yeah. Um. So uh, I, I and actually I really wanted to um, uh, also have you uh, uh, noted that um, uh, Eusenia Vargas, um, who has been like our champion, uh, is is on. Uh, the call to as well. Um, she knows way more than I do. So I can give like a quick, you know, elevator pitch essentially of what the campaign is and kind of exactly. hand it off to um, TGE and SCE representatives who are also on this call with us. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, yes. Uh, do you want to go and like, like, you know, dovetail? Sure. So essentially what we're here to do, Energy Upgrade California is a statewide campaign. We're, uh, we're under the Public Utilities Commission and our entire mission is focused on educating residents around energy issues uh, that are affecting them across the state if they are customers of any of the investor-owned utilities. So if you are a customer of PG&E, SCE, or SDG&E, 
you may or you may not have heard of a new thing called time of use. So if you're in San Diego, you definitely know what it is. Um, you transitioned in 2019, but if you're in PG&E or Southern California Edison territory, uh, you might be thinking, well, what is this? You might have seen something in your bill. You might have received a notification via email, um, just yeah. letting you know that like time of use is coming and you might have questions like, well, what is that? Um, and essentially what this is, is a new billing system that focuses not just on how much electricity did you use for the month? And that's how much we're going to you know, charge you. It's also going to take into account when did you use this electricity during the month? And if it was used during off-peak hours, so these are hours before 4 p.m. or after 9 p.m. typically, these are, these are times of day when clean energy is more available. And so those are going to be billed at a lower rate. So it has the potential to obviously save money. The, the flip side, of course, is that 4 to 9 p.m. are the peak hours. Um, and that's when energy is more likely to be coming from fossil fuels and therefore energy could be built higher. Uh, so obviously, you know, when people hear anything um, about their utilities changes, the main concern of course, has to be like, well, is my bill going up? Um, are my discounts being taken away? And so we are just kind of here to demystify all of that, let you know that all existing discounts continue. Um, actually, that medical baseline is great right now because you can self-certify rather than um, needing a signature from a medical professional uh, because we're in COVID-19. And, and also, too, um, if, if I may uh, kind of like add, um, like, why is that important to our blind, low vision uh, community um, and all of us that are here in this, uh, you know, just to maybe uh, have a, like a, a preemptive question? Sure. Um, so there's two reasons we want to focus on the blind and low vision community and the broader um, population of residents with disabilities across California. Number one is that these are voices that aren't typically part of the conversation whenever we have these large sustainability initiatives. And we do want to take into account, you know, specific concerns. And that's, you know, part of why we're here to talk about things like, like medical baseline, like existing discounts um, to utilities um, that can affect you. And second, um, the second, you know, part of this is just because, you know, we are an inclusive campaign. We want to reach all Californians. And this is something that, you know, it's kind of being distributed county by county. So it's not happening all at once. And you might, you know, receive a notice 90 days before, 60 days before, 30 days before. But it's still very easy for that to get lost in, you know, just the craze of everything that's happening this year. So we wanted to make sure that you had a chance to talk with representatives from your utilities and, you know, really break down what, what this switch means. Um, and, and, and yeah, uh, also to, um, hi, uh, uh, Larry, not to, um, uh, uh, play moderator, but I wanted to also jump, uh, into for Natalie Pham, um, who's part of PG&E, who can talk a little bit more about like their region, uh, uh, that region of, of, of customer base and, and, and what that means uh, for people. So, uh, Natalie, if you wanted to, um, maybe just like share a little, um, you know, uh, share something with us. Um, sure. Hi, everyone. This is Natalie Pham with the Pacific Gas and Electric Company. And our territory runs from as north 
far north as Eureka and as far south as Bakersfield, just to kind of give you the landscape of um, the service territory for PG&E. And basically, we uh, started last year with this time of use transition with our employees and t- retirees back in 2020 of October. And then in 2021, we've started transitioning our customers um, as Yusinga said, um, county by county. So our first group um, to transition is actually this month, Sonoma, Mendocino counties. And every single month, we will be transitioning another county or counties um, throughout 2021 and into March of 2022. Uh, customers who are eligible for the TOU transition are those who are currently eligible, who are on an E1 tiered rate plan, and they're eligible to transition at time of use uh, C you, rate. Can you explain oh, a little bit more about what, what that means um, for uh, for us, like the e, the the, the tiered the tier rate, um, just so that we, we can, you know, uh, yeah. Sure. Um, so customers on a uh, tiered rate plan, they pay like a cost for how much they use based on their um, usage. And then, you know, in terms of a baseline, if they use 100% of their allowance, then it costs a little more to go to that, that next tier. And there's three tiers within PG&E. Uh, and so what we're trying to do is to get customers to be familiar with time of use using um, their their energy during certain times of the day. So time of use C in, in the PG&E world, um, it is from 4 to 9 p.m. So we're asking customers to slightly alter their usage a little bit, like, you know, load their dishwasher before four and then run it after 9 p.m. And so um, the cost is a little more expensive between four to 9 p.m. But outside of those hours, it's 19 hours where the cost is a lot lower. So um, that's what's part of this TOU transition. I don't know if that helps. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. And, um, and uh, just to, to, to put everyone back together, um, uh, uh, Larry, uh, Yesenia, uh, uh, Natalie, uh, what we are doing as far as CCB is as we start to get back into like more of in-person out, uh, outreach and education, um, CCB is going to be responsible for that Hearts and Minds campaign to to make sure that people are doing the things, uh, or excuse me, are adopting practices um, that are going to allow us to meet uh, uh, energy efficiency standards um, that have been mandated. Um, and if, uh, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe all of this is under uh, Senate Bill 350 uh, passed in uh, 2015. Um, if, yeah, if so I- that's more of, um, that's more of like the general mission um, of Energy Upgrade California. This specific initiative of time of use um, Natalie, help me out here. Uh, does it go back to the California Public Utilities Commission being instructed to? Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, it is a um, a statewide mandate for, for you know the IOUs in California to transition you know eligible customers to a time of use rate if they're not currently on it. Of course, there are customers who are ineligible for it, uh, but I won't go into it unless you guys wanted me to. But <laughs> that's 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 for the breakout breakouts. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but but uh, and so um, essentially um, to the audience that's here, um, what we are doing from CCB is to reach out to our blind and low vision communities. Um, we've also uh, been um, honored with working with uh, seniors and all overall uh, hard to reach communities uh, to talk about basic practices that are going to beg us in line uh, to be better mindful. Um, of our uh, energy usage. 
Um, and so, um, and, and not to be glib, um, but uh, what we are asking is for people to be more mindful of, of non-essential lighting, um, um, uh, thermostatting, um, doing more during the day, to your point, Natalie, um, as well as like charging devices overnight. And, 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 and all that culminates in just being better uh, um, uh, stewards uh, so that we are able to um, get back into line with where um, the legislation is going to have us uh, be. Uh, and I know it seems very nebulous. Like, why is California doing this now? Why these hours? Yes. Um, and that's all tied back to our overall state goals for transitioning to cleaner energy. So at the moment, of course, everyone's working to develop, you know, better storage systems for clean energy, things like that. But the reason we came up with four to nine is because before 4 p.m., those are peak hours for solar power. After 9 p.m., you know, it's more easy to get uh, wind. And so those are times when clean energy is more readily available. And we want people to take advantage of that and try to use energy before four, after nine. That way you can be sure that the energy you're using, it comes from uh, greener sources. But, um, and, and, and do you, and do you think that's going to help with like our overall, like uh, reforming of infrastructure throughout the state? Yeah, eventually California, I know wants to transition fully to cleaner energy, but you know, you understand that it's, our state is essentially its own country in terms of size and economy and, and differences in infrastructure. Um, and so that's part of why we're taking this kind of very gradually, incrementally. Um, but yeah, so time of use is, you know, this movement towards a greener state. Uh, but we know it can be a little confusing on the details in terms of, you know, you might get an alert uh, letting you know that it's, it's, coming to your county and you might county. want to know, well, what does this exactly mean for me? What are my options? So we wanted to give you guys a chance to ask questions about that. Cool. Thank you. Can you hear me? This is Alex. Uh, yes. Hi, Alex. James. Yeah. Um, I just want to jump in real quick uh, from the Southern California Edison site. Yes, um, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Alex Garibay, and I apologize for not having my webcam. It's been giving me issues, but just to give you some context, so my colleague Natalie gave you some background on, on what pg and is doing, right? So for Southern California Edison, uh, we started also our time of use transition last year in October with a small group of customers, and we're going to resume again this year. Uh, again, it'll be in the October timeframe, and what's going to happen is for those customers that are going to start transitioning, they're going to start receiving letters as early as July. So it's uh, what was mentioned about like the 90, 30-day letters. So they'll be getting letters that say, hey, you know, time of use is coming. These are your options. These are the people that you can call. These are the email, et cetera, where you can reach out to. And, of course, we're actually right now in the process of creating a few pieces of resources uh, that can be shared. Uh, so that way we can give you more guidance and you be able to have more of a clear understanding of how you can go about whether you want to stay on the rate or whether you not want to do it. And one example that, that I like to use is, you know, the time of use rate, it's sort of like, and I'm going to go a little bit back on this, is if you recall when cell phones were kind of popping up in the scene, right, like in the 90s, I know I just aged myself, but it's okay. Um, you were able to select a cell phone plan based on your usage, right, where you can pay uh, the less amount of money per the minutes you use. So think of that analogy on how you select your rate. You know, if you're a person that uses electricity or your appliances during the day, then you select the rate that fits your lifestyle. 
If you're one that uses them in the evening, then you can select the rate that will fit that lifestyle. So, of course, we'll, we'll funnel more resources uh, uh, through James so that they can get to you. But I just wanted to also give you that context um, as we're, you know, talking about uh, what both of the utilities are doing from the transition side. And, so we uh, dumped a lot of information on you all, but we did want to give you time to ask any questions um, while we have the representatives here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I guess to 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 to, to uh, fully put it into place, um, Larry, uh, whether would you want to open up the floor for maybe about a few minutes? Uh, we'll do a few minutes of questions, and I believe Deb is almost ready, if not ready, and then we'll run the okay. video. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, okay. So, would you like to do the Q and A first? Yeah, if we can, if there are questions. You can. Yep, hang on. Okay, okay. sounds good. Okay. She's yeah. doing both. We've got her running and we're not paying her much. So she's moving quick. Okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah, because um, like like Alex said, uh, you know, like Lucenia said and like uh, Natalie has said, like these all are, are very regional projects, but we're mm-hmm. all in a similar goal of, 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 of getting to the right place. So if anyone, you know, on this breakout session has any, um, you know, further, you know, deeper yeah, we do. We want to get into um, Okay. Uh, let's see. Mike. Yeah, I have a question. Um, <clears throat> right now, this is an educational program, the way I, I read it. But it is a, it is, a, is it a precursor to something like if you don't use energy uh, responsibly, you'll get, you'll really get penalized. And now is the time to learn how to use uh, energy responsibly. That's, that's what I'm saying. Thank you. Yes, Mike, um, you, you want to take that, Natalie? Yeah, sure. Um, so we know that, you know, um, every customer has the opportunity to choose the right, the plan that, a rate plan that's right for them. And we know that, you know, E1, which is that tier rate plan, may be the best rate for them versus a time of use. So we really encourage customers to go online, um, at least for us, pg.com forward slash, you know, um, to you choice and just kind of see what run that rate analysis that, that works for them. Um, we, we are letting customers who are part of this transition to try out risk free. So we are offering bill protection for those who are eligible and they can try out this new rate time of use rate plan for 12 months and see if it works for them as they adjust their usage. And if it doesn't, they have the opportunity to say, hmm, maybe I want to try a different rate or, Oh, you know, I want to go back to E, uh, to the E1 tier rate plan. And they have that opportunity. And the one thing I did want to preface here is that that um, the part of this TOU transition, customers have choice. They can choose to go to, through the transition to time of use, or they can choose to decline and stay on their current rate plan, which is E1. So I hope yeah, that so, helps. So the switch is automatic. It doesn't mean it's mandatory. So we do encourage you to get in contact with your utility provider and, and see which options are, are good for you. And, you know, you could you could try out, you know, risk-free for 12 months and find out that, oh, time of use actually saves me money. How convenient. So that was my case um, when I was in college and was only using energy like at 1 a.m. So <laughs> someone in the 951 area code. Yeah, hi, this is Nancy Unger. I live in Riverside County. I use Riverside Public Utilities. Is that going to be a, a, um, an option at some point? And what is the significant if you go within the guidelines, what's the actual percentage? Is there a certain percentage that'll bring your bill down? 
I'm just curious. Is that is that just does that just depend? If you stay within the guidelines, is there a set? Um, is it going to be real significant uh, significant difference in what the price would be for your? Because I have electric. Uh, uh, well, it's all in one bill. Electric trash. I have a house. Everything's in one bill. But I don't know if that Alex, would make a difference. Alex, did you want to take this one? This is yeah, in terms of uh, two questions, right? So the first one, I'm not sure if, if this is also rolling with the with the Riverside uh, utilities. Uh, that's something we can research and get back to you. But in terms of your other question, every customer is different, right? Because everybody has different usage. So what, what we do to give you a, a, an estimate or a forecast of what your new usage cost will be for the following 12 months is, you know, if you've been a customer of Edison uh, and if there's data in the system for the past 10 to 12 months, it will use that information to say, okay, based on the energy that you used last year, uh, this is where we're saying you can save a little bit more and they'll give you sort of estimates. For example, one will say, if you go with this rate, you can save 60 to $80. And it'll, in full transparency, it'll show you what your other costs will be if you go on the different rates, if it's more, um, so that way you can make a decision. But there's no real set percentage because everyone's usage is different. Makes sense, thank you. No, no problem. Great question. Thank you. Andrea? Okay, thank you. Um, and I came in on my panelist link because I'm going to be, Larry and I are going to be speaking, so I went ahead and used that. Yeah. Um, uh, I have solar, and I've had it for, oh gosh, seven years now. I live in Orange County. And I don't know, again, what, you know, I, I try to just do the time of use anyway. I don't run my dishwasher between 4 and 9 p.m. I, you know, I try to, you know, not run my washing machine. I either run those things late at night or earlier in the morning. So I think I'm, you know, kind of already doing anyway. But um, is the fact that I have solar, does, is that affect, does that affect my ability to participate? Um, you know what? Let me look into that uh, because I've, I've gotten a couple of different responses and I don't want to give you the, the wrong information. So I'll follow up you with the correct answer. Um, and unfortunately, our, our subject matter expert for time of use couldn't be on the call today. Uh, but can I get back to you, uh, Andrea, with on that question through the proper channels? Of course, you can you can let James know or I mean, I've, I've experienced a substantial savings. We my husband and I actually enrolled in a program that didn't involve us putting out in we don't. In, in other words, it's a long-term lease. We don't own our solar. Um, right. Even with that, we've had, I would say I've had a very substantial savings. Um, I, my husband was cited and he no longer lives here. So just having two blind people living in the house, you know, we use a lot less energy because we don't use a lot of lights and stuff. But I mm -hmm. think even with, they told us when we got the solar that it would cut our bill by at least a third. And I, I would say just based on what I see that, you know, it's done that at least. So I'm just curious um, whether, you know, um, how that would work. And, and that's fine. That's totally fine. Whenever you can. Great. We'll get back to you. Thank you, Andre. Thank you, Andrew. Well, and and, and, and I, I think uh, more importantly too, as well is uh, Andrea, like you've always been a leader. Uh, you know, we've, we've had plenty of meetings together Um you know of of how these things, um, how this project is working, uh, but uh, we are also just trying to get others on board um, too as well, um, and in any way in capacity that um, we can uh, help move um, this forward to the legislation, uh, uh, or at least the mandates from from the state. Um, 
that 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 would be great and and you know geez how many times have i we've we've had so many meetings <laughs> with the orange county uh, convention right uh, well i i think that's going to be our last question okay. Okay. and i thank all of you you guys are uh, of course again silver level sponsors as well and we okay. thank you very much for all that you do for us and you come to our conventions and 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 talk on this subject and uh, we get lots of reaction and we can't thank you enough for being with us Okay, fantastic. Well, uh, thank you, Mr. Gassman, for um, allowing uh, us to be a part of, of this uh, conversation. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. And of and, course, uh, if you guys yeah, have any and, other and, questions, and, 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 feel I mean, free to bug James and he'll bug me. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, <laughs> James, could you give your contact information one more time so that people uh, yes, can Yes, absolutely. Uh, so my first name is James. My last name is Collins. It's uh, James um, dot Collins at ccbnet, uh, ccbnet.org. Yeah. And so you can reach out to me, email that way. Um, Yesenia has all my, con- everybody has my contact information. Um, but if you just wanted to bug me at like two o'clock in the morning on my personal line, um, you can certainly do that too as well. But I just want to make sure that everybody is uh, in the loop. Um, here and so if I can drop that maybe into like the the chat, um, that'd be great. But also, um, I'll uh, you know as the community educator for uh, California Council of Blind, um, uh, I think that uh, everyone can can get in touch. It is also in our program. Yes, correct. So, so yeah. people can get in touch in that way as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you all. You've been terrific. All right, well, fantastic. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank, thank you. you. You bet. Thank you. And we're going to, are we going to go ahead and play? Yeah, let's, let's do the videos first. There are two of them, correct? Yes. Okay. Let's do this first. I think they're interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do those and and then we'll come back and we'll switch streamers and we'll finish up and, uh, and, and move onward. So. Okay. Okay. I got to switch over because I thought we were going to oh. switch streamers. Oh. So well, no, we could we could do that now if you want. Um, it'd be a little easier for me if we could. Okay, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, Lewis. Jeff's here. Oh, well, I had not checked yet, so that's what I was going to do. But if you've seen him, that's oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Deb Lewis has been on with us in terms of helping with regard to Zoom. She streamed the last four and a half hours, and we thank you, Deb. You are terrific. Yes. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. And now what we're going to do is going to wait two seconds. Uh, and, and then Jeff is going to play a little disclaimer from ACB radio. And then out of that, Deb will play these videos. So thank you again, Deb and welcome Jeff Bishop. Opinions expressed on ACB radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American council of the blind, its elected officials or its staff. So this is Yesenia Vargas with Energy Upgrade California. Today, I'm just going to be sharing a little bit about our campaign, you know, who we are, how we can help you, and uh, how to find out more. So you might be wondering, what is Energy Upgrade California? Maybe you've seen some ads. Maybe you've seen a commercial in passing. Uh, Maybe you've heard something on the radio. And so what we are is a statewide initiative. We're committed to helping California take action to save energy, conserve and preserve our natural resources, reduce demand on the energy grid, and make informed choices about energy use at home and at work. 
we're actually part of the California Public Utilities Commission. So think of us as kind of like the education outreach. Um, and our mission is to encourage Californians, all 39.5 million of us, to be more energy efficient. So how do we do this? We actually do it through partnering with organizations like yours. So that happens with events, so educational programs, holiday celebrations, big you know, events like Earth Day, uh, providing materials just for normal outreach. So you know, your offices might receive um, informational pamphlets, fact sheets, giveaways for public events, things like that. We do outreach through social media, newsletters, op-eds, and more. And we generally just try to educate residents and businesses about Energy Upgrade California and what we can offer you. One of the things we really wanna to touch on is how things have become much more complicated in the era of COVID-19. So personal, financial and health requirements might be preventing you from being your most environmentally friendly self right now. And that's why we wanna emphasize behavioral changes when it comes to energy efficiency. So energy efficiency just means, you know, using energy in a way that's mindful. So you're conserving um, as much as possible and making sure that you're causing the least possible strain on the grid. And that is significantly harder right now because classes at home, work is from home. Most events like these, you know, they're live streams. So you're probably using more electricity and you might have noticed that your bills have even, you know, gone up in the past couple months. But you can still do things like maximize your use of natural light, lower your screen brightness, use a power strip. You can utilize your computer's sleep mode and other power saving features. A lot of times these are built in and you just need to access them. We've also seen single use plastics make a comeback simply because everyone is worried about transmissions right now. But you can still opt for reusable face masks, wipes and towels. And these can be hand washed or run on the cold cycle. When you do things like this, uh, it actually is more environmentally friendly because, for instance, running your washer on the cold cycle means that you're saving electricity that would otherwise be used to heat the water, which, as we've learned, is a poor conductor of electricity. If you're running your HVAC and that's just, you know, heat or AC system in your home, make sure to clean and replace the filter so that it's not working harder than it has to. So this should be done about every six months, but every three months if you have pets. And that just ensures that your appliances are working at the most efficient level possible and they're not straining themselves and, you know, being energy inefficient. So COVID-19 has provided opportunities as well, not just challenges for environmentalism. So on the one hand, you've seen more binge buying as we've all been in quarantine. But on the other hand, a lot of these trends have been towards buying reusable products and supporting small businesses, which are more likely to be environmentally friendly because of the way that the supply chain works in transportation. There's been an over 250% increase in polymer use. That just means single use plastics, especially in the medical fields. But on the other hand, we've also seen a lot more emphasis on stronger recycling practices. And we've seen, obviously, a huge economic impact on nonprofits and community groups. But we've also seen this opportunity to increase consciousness and see environmentalism as a holistic issue. So it's not something that, you know, is relegated to something for what's always panned as coastal elites. It's also a public health issue. It's an economic issue. It's a racial equity just issue. So it's a lot more opportunities to get involved with environmentalism and especially with energy efficiency, which is what we try to stress. One of the things that Energy Upgrade California in particular offers 
are resources like a home energy audit. So you might think, you know, I'm already using, you know, smart plugs or I'm already washing my laundry on the cold cycle. What else can I do? We've got this checklist so you can see exactly what you're already doing and what else can be done. We know these might not always apply. For instance, if you use a laundromat instead of an in-home washing machine, it's not, you know, it's not a one-for-one ratio. Uh, But you can essentially use these audits as a checklist to see, you know, what can be done, where can you start making more improvements, and generally, you know, help the environment while also saving a couple dollars. So, you know, things like using LED light bulbs, um, checking insulation, using fans to help air circulation, and not just in summer, it actually does help the circulation of warm air in winter. Most of your ceiling fans will have a reverse setting to help you do that uh, during the cold months. So another thing we do is because we're part of the California Public Utilities Commission, we actually tend to work with utilities. So if you're a customer of SDG&E, that's San Diego Gas and Electric, SCE, SoCal Edison, or PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, you might be eligible for these assistance programs. One of the big ones is the California Alternate Rates for Energy Program, so CARE, and that can save you up to 20% off your energy bill. Right now, it's uh, income eligible, and so for one or two person households, the income threshold is roughly 34000 Another good program right now is medical baseline, so residential customers who depend on power for certain medical or independent living needs, uh, you get get a discount or you get a flat rate. Now, normally, this would require a signature from a qualified medical practitioner, but during COVID-19, because we know appointments have been a lot harder to make, um, and especially even with the offer of, uh, you know, online appointments, it's sometimes harder to get a slot. So right now, customers can self-certify. So we really do encourage you to take advantage of these offers. Contact your local utility, go to their websites, uh, call them, and uh, yeah, definitely find out how they can help you reduce your energy costs. As for us, uh, we provide our home energy audit uh, and other resources at our website. So you can just go to energyupgradecacommunity.org slash resources. You can just browse around and see what you find. Uh, you can also sign up for text reminders at energyupgradeca.org slash the movement. And this is just a helpful little challenge. It's actually <laughs> with a little character called Goldie um, who sends, you know, regular challenges to to help Californians save energy. And you get like, you not only get the little reminder, but you also get to find out what impact that's made. So maybe Californians have, you know, cut back on LED bulbs. And as a result, we've saved enough energy for the next Coachella, things like that. Um, it's, it's good to see in, it's good to see the impact of your actions in that context, because, you know, a lot of times you might think, well, it's just me, or I'm only saving a little bit on these bills, but they do definitely add up not only you know, for your individual wallets, but, you know, for California's energy future. And that's pretty much it. Like I mentioned, you can find out more at energyupgradeca.org, or you can follow us on social media, you know, Instagram, uh, used to have Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And um, yeah, thanks again for letting us join.
am I correct? Is there another video? Yes, in one second. There will okay, be. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I was reading correctly. I didn't want to introduce the wrong thing. Yep, I'm, I'm ready for it. Okay, here we go. This video shows how the PG&E Time of Use Rate Plan benefits both customers and the environment. We begin with a long view of solar panels and wind turbines in the California countryside. Then we hear an overview of how time-of-use rates work, with scenes contrasting the lower demand for electricity during the daytime with the higher demand for electricity in the late afternoon and evening. That's when people get home from work and start turning on lights, running appliances, and flipping on entertainment systems. We see some examples of electricity-using activities, like running the dishwasher and washing machine, that can be moved to lower-priced times of day, which helps move us toward a cleaner energy future for California. The closing graphic reads, learn more at pge.com slash ratesinfo. California leads the nation in generating clean, renewable energy from sources such as wind and solar. Soon, many of California's energy customers will be moving to a time-of-use electric rate plan that supports the state's ongoing commitment to clean energy. The main difference with time-of-use rate plans is that when you use electricity is as important as how much you use. You'll benefit from lower electricity pricing during most of the day when energy demand is lower and when renewable resources are most plentiful. And electricity prices will be higher for five hours in the late afternoon and evening when demand for electricity is generally higher. If you can make small changes, like running the dishwasher or doing laundry during lower price times of day, you may be able to benefit from a time-of-use rate plan Together, we can build a better energy future and healthier environment for California without sacrificing comfort, simply by shifting some usage away from high demand times, all while receiving cleaner and more reliable energy. You can learn more about your rate plan options and pick one that works best for your household. Visit pge.com slash rates info. And we thank all of our sponsors this year for being with us again. Uh, including Guide Dogs for the Blind, who are a bronze-level sponsor here at the CCB 2021 convention. And we're delighted to be able to broadcast this video coming up soon. Oh, I've, since I rebooted, I've got to get back oh, to Guide Dogs okay. in a second. Just one second. Okay, that's fine. I lost them all, so uh, yep. hold on. Yeah, you want to do something? Since we're running behind, do something, and I'll come back, and we'll get okay. Guide Dogs in a yep. second. Uh, we've got, we'll, we'll also be talking and playing another video with Lighthouse for the Blind coming up soon. That'll be another video. Uh, we talked about the elections coming up uh, soon. If we have time for both, we'll try and get as much in as we can. Uh, but we're, we're happy to have you all with us. Please stay tuned. And we'll be doing several things like we usually do on a Friday night. And then eventually we will get to elections. So there's a lot of good stuff happening, plus a surprise later on tonight. Hey, kids, you won't want to miss this. It's really pretty cool. I'm not going to talk about it anymore, but just don't miss it. I'm not going to tell you when, so you have to stay tuned for the whole evening. Okay, are we ready? I hear somebody unmuted. Not quite. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. 
anyway, uh, that's coming up later on yeah, tonight. So I think we're, we are ready. I, okay. We're readier than I thought, I think. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> that last one had a missing codex, so there was a problem, and, and we sort of ran into that. Yeah. All right, so we want guide dogs, right? Yes, we do. Okay, just a moment then. Hello, my name is Jake Cook, Community Outreach Specialist with Guide Dogs for the Blind. We're happy to be supporting the California Council of the Blind virtual convention. To get a hold of Guide Dogs, visit our website, guidedogs.com, or give us a call at 800-295-4050. Thank you very much. And once again, thanks to Guide Dogs for the Blind for being uh, uh, part of our convention, a bronze, uh, sil- bronze. Um, what do I want to say? My brain's not working. Anyway, uh, they're with us as, again, and we thank them for being with us again. And so, you ready for the lighthouse? We are ready for the Lighthouse for the Blind in San Francisco. Now, they are an exhibitor for our convention again, and we're delighted to have them. And we have another video telling you a little bit about them. Welcome to the Lighthouse for the Blind in San Francisco. Whether you want to learn Braille, brush up on your cane skills, attend one of our fun and interactive access technology classes, or attend Enchanted Hills Camp for the summer, we are sure to have a program that will connect you with a community of other people who are blind or have low vision. Want to learn more about our programs or check out our calendar of events? Please feel free to check out our website at lighthouse-sf.org. You may also call us at 415 431 1481 or email info at lighthouse-sf.org. If it is not a class you're looking for, but rather a cool gadget or access tech, check out our online store at adaptations.org. Again, come find us at lighthouse-sf.org, call 415-431-1481, or email info at lighthouse-sf.org. We can't wait to meet you at the house. Thank you. And again, thank you, Lighthouse for the Blind in San Francisco, for being with us again. You know, it's interesting. I, I We are looking at all the things that we need to do between now and six, and I think we might get them all in, which is cool. We talked with Gabe about the elections later on tonight, so we hope you'll stay tuned for that. Uh, let me bring on Andrea DeClotz, who is our co-chair for the CCB auction. Uh, we have some time, not as much as we had before, but that's okay. A um, couple of years ago, we began this, and we didn't know what was going to happen, but it did very, very well with the help of a lot of wonderful people. Uh, and we uh, put together a committee, and, and all of a sudden, we had a moneymaker for CCB, which, of course, th- that's why we do it, etc. But we also have a great time um, because we've got people here who enjoy having fun, and we uh, people donate prizes, chapters donate prizes, 
We put together a wish list. We make sure that it's shared on the websites. And our next auction is actually happening on September 19th of this year. So we're still a ways away. So we're not ready yet to talk about pre-bidding and things like that because we've got to put those things together in terms of timelines, etc. But we are going to be doing it on Zoom again. And we hope that a lot of you will stay tuned. One of the things we talked about last year was we had a lot of people from California. We didn't have as many from out of state join us. And now that auctions seem to be the thing to do, whether it be ABC or other state affiliates, we would love those of you listening on ACB Radio to be with us, to join us, to be in Zoom with us and and bid on prizes, donate prizes. That's what it's all about. And of course, the money goes to a terrific cause. So let me, let me introduce Andrea DeClotz, who is our, the co-chair, who will talk about a couple of things, including our wish list for this year. And remember, we have a minimum amount of time, not like we did before, but we'll squeeze it in. I'll go very quickly. Thank you so much, Larry. And good evening, everybody. And what Larry said is super important. We would like people to join us from other states. We would gladly accept donations from other states. Other, All of you have talents. Uh, there are bakers out there. There are all kinds of people that do all kinds of wonderful things, artists. Um, one of the things that we're looking for, too, is service donations, um, tech training. We had uh, Myrna Vada last year who generously donated tech training. Myrna's in New York. So, you know, you don't have to be, we're in a virtual world now, and you don't have to be uh, in California to do one-on-one tech training with somebody. It's great if you can do it in person, but in person's been a little scarce lately. So um, we're not only looking for um, uh, items, but services as well. Um, uh, some of the items on our wish list for this year, um, which has just been sent out on our state list and will be publicized uh, more widely, um, are things like gift cards. Gift cards are always great for Omaha Steaks, for Audible, for National Braille Press. Do you know what goes best? Jewelry, jewelry, food, and tech stuff. Yeah, it's very well. Yes, and And John and I are going to put together old time radio drives again this year. Those are always popular. Yeah, yeah. I'm even thinking about maybe a gift card from the San Francisco Lighthouse would be fabulous. That would be terrific. People could find. I have a pair of uh, headphones that I bought there years ago. The sleep phones that go around your head uh, in a in a like a um a um a fleece cover that I use constantly and I adore them. They're wonderful. And, you know, they have a lot of fun stuff in their shop. Yeah. So we're looking at September 19th. It's kind of far off, but it'll be here before we know it. It's not far uh, off. (laughs) Larry and I have a wonderful committee. Um, We were really excited. This has become a major fundraiser for CCB. We are super excited to have all of you join us, participate, bid, um, just listen if you want to do that, but auctions are a lot of fun and we really look forward to having you as part of our auction this year. We're going to do even better. This is our third annual and our um, auctioneers this year will be Larry Gassman and Linda Perel. So uh, in the past, I did it last year with uh, Judy Wilkinson. Um, I forget uh, Jeff, Tom, it and, Jeff Judy, and Judy, I believe did the it year the first year. Yeah. So yeah. we're all kind of taking turns um, being auctioneers it's a super fun time. It's on a Sunday afternoon. Great way to kill a few hours. So we would love to have you join us. Excellent. Should be fun. Hope you join us. So, Andrea, thank you very much. Thank you, Larry. Um, 
I haven't checked because I haven't had, of course, a chance and I only have two hands. Uh, but if Virginia is here, we'll ask her to stand by if she's here because she was going to read a poem that we didn't get to earlier. And maybe if she's here, we can get that done before six o'clock. Actually, um, I'm here. Yes, she is you here. Are. Okay, let, let me get to you in about two minutes. No, let's, let me change that. Let's, we'll, do, we'll have you do this now. But let's ask Lisa to stand by in just a couple of moments for door prizes because we've neglected that. And if, if that happens again, I'm writing a poem about neglection of door prizes. That's all there is to that. <laughs> so please go ahead. I, we missed this earlier, and we want to make sure we get it in. Thank you, Larry. Okay, so I want to also tell people that we've, a newly elected board to IDC and our two new board members are Aisha McKinney Wint and Joe Green. And if you want to pay dues, sign up, you can contact our lovely treasurer, Vita Zavali, and she's at 510-846-4080. And that will be posted so you can read it as well. Okay, this poem is called Just Like Flowers, and I wrote it trying to say what we said in our presentation. History is the soil where our lives were planted and stirred, germinating while we pretended to be seen and not heard, so we could draw life quietly in the midst of wars and hatred and inhumanity. Faith became the root of our will to live and the hearts remaining ready to forgive, knowing the stem must bring healing and draw sustenance from compassion and feeling. Hope blossoms with the fragrance of love while a bright sun of new life shines above, warming cold hearts with the knowledge of equality and embracing the beauty of diversity. Like flowers springing from a similar root, we vibrate with colors that dazzle and uplift and transmute. Like flowers, we can change the world a little at a time by being open and welcoming, inclusive, intentional, and kind. That was beautiful. That was terrific. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I, there's no one thus far who's had a more diversified panel of things that went on on a two-hour block than me. Fascinating. And, uh, and we haven't <laughs> even gotten to door prizes yet. <laughs> so, Lisa, are you here? I'm here. Cool. Cool. What have you in store for us? So let's do another $25 Amazon gift card donated by ACB Capital Chapter. Cool. And the winner is Maria Smith. Yay, Maria. Yay, Maria. Cool. Woohoo. 
You know, Lisa, I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know if maybe you've turned the volume up on that wheel, but we lose it in Zoom. We didn't last night. And so I don't know if it's the degree of volume. Not sure, but we, we haven't heard it much today. Okay. And and I miss it, frankly. So, uh, you know, maybe we can play with that a little bit and we'll figure out why. Because people deserve to hear that. Yes, it's really cool. Yes. It's a nice effect. I like it. I will see what we can do with the volume. Okay. It may be too loud. I'm not sure. I don't know. But I know we are losing it. The, the okay. Zoom knocks it out for, with noise cancellation. Do you have time for another one? We have a lot of prizes. I know that. Do you have time for another one? Yeah, we have sure. time for another one. Okay. Yeah, we, could, we could do another okay. one. Okay. So let's go ahead and do another $25 Amazon gift card. Uh, this one is donated by the Bayview chapter. And the winner is Pam Metz. Oh, per- terrific. Woo-hoo. Good for Pam. Yeah, we heard a little more of it, but not a ton more. So we'll we'll figure it out. It's, you know, it'll we'll make it work. We'll get it uh, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, did you have any other announcements before we switch it back to Lisa for the next session, Sarah? No, nothing okay. from me. We covered okay. everything. and, and you, you know, know we did. I want to say go team. That was really fantastic. Wow. We made that all work. It, we did. I wasn't sure we were going to get it all in, but we did. <laughs> I know. You, you didn't have faith in my time management skills. Yeah, but <laughs> your time management skills got eroded there near the end, so I wasn't sure what was happening. Uh, Well, technology always gets the best of us, but I'd like to, uh, as we transition, also introduce Diane, who will be your new Zoom host for the next next while. So so welcome to Diane. Hi, Diane. Glad to have you with us. Hi, Diane. Greetings. All right. So we're we're just a couple of minutes away. And Lisa, if you'd like to start early, that would be fine. She is the uh, treasurer of CCB, and she's going to be manning or womaning the next session. And in that session will be elections, but there's a lot more happening than just that. And uh, so I'm delighted to stop talking, and for which all of you are probably saying, thank God. And we'll turn it over to Lisa Presley-Thomas. Thomas. 